0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Believe in USMNT podcast. I'd like to start off by apologizing for missing last week's episode. I had a super busy week and wasn't able to get out any episode. But this week, we're going to focus on just the things that happened in the past week and not the things I missed in the past two weeks. There wasn't a whole lot that went on this weekend. Uh, however... We have a couple players coming back from injury, one being more notable than the other. Of course, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and we had a few players who um, haven't actually even been in the camps of uh, Reggie Cannon, who re-injured himself. And what does that mean? So it means, uh, you know, like I said, he hasn't been in the past couple camps. Um, earlier in the season, it wasn't really going well for him at Boa Vista. Wasn't entirely sure what the the case was, but I know he wasn't starting. And then here we are, he picks up another injury, so uh, while he would be in my best 23-man squad uh, for the upcoming World Cup, he hasn't played any World Cup qualifiers, and I don't think we're going to see him uh, this upcoming window. But what does that mean? It means uh, two things. It means uh, for yet another episode, I'm going to say Joe Skelly should be playing for the U.S. Men's National Team. And it means there's a chance that we see uh, one of the aforementioned players who came back from injury, which is Sam Vines. He's played three straight games for um, Royal Antwerp in Belgium uh, since coming back from injury. He broke his collarbone, I believe, at the end of August, and he missed um, a couple months. And then he got back uh, October 21st was his first game, so a couple weeks ago. He's played three 90s since, so it seems he's right back into that starting eleven. And we have, uh, yeah, another left back starting in Europe. So um, a, a lot of excitement for me. I think he's better right now than George Bello. I think um, we also might probably, I've been saying this for the past three windows, but I think we probably see Joe Skelly now. Uh, he just keeps, he, he, he can't possibly be not on this roster. Um, he's, he got another assist. Well, excuse me, he got his first Bundesliga assist for Gladbach this past weekend and prior to that uh, midweek they beat Bayern five nothing with a lot of the attacks coming down the right um skelly was linking up well and yeah they beat alfonso davies um down gladbox right a couple times they looked really good Gladbach are a fun team to watch and i think with cannon hurt and like i say he hasn't been in these camps but i think when he's healthy and when he is getting minutes in portugal he is in these camps uh but that's not the case right now and i think If Greg leaves Scali off this roster, uh, I would be more shocked than any other player. Um, And then, like I say, at left back, uh, Sam Vines is back. So definitely some more depth there. Uh, Like I said, I think he's better than Bello right now. So um, with the fullbacks heading into this November window, I'm pretty excited to see either of them or both of them on the roster. Uh, I know we got some big games coming up, and it's only a two-game window. So, you know, I, I expect Des to be at right back anyway in that Mexico game. But looking forward, I think it would be good to have Scally um, in the squad and then Vines back in the squad. Right. Because I think, like I said, with Cannon being in our best 23, when it comes to fullbacks, at least prior to Scally's emergence, I would have had Vines as one of the left backs heading to the World Cup under the assumption that we get there. And while we're talking about players returning from injury, the big news this week for all U.S. Men's National Team fans is Christian Pulisic's return to training for Chelsea. And as I record this on Tuesday morning, uh, Tuchel said yesterday that he will be featured in the squad uh, against Malmo in the Champions League today, Tuesday. So uh, that's mostly due to injuries. Originally, he was scheduled to return uh, for the Burnley game uh, this, this upcoming weekend, but Due to injuries, he is going to be in the squad that's facing Malmo. And hopefully we can see him get a few minutes. And then hopefully Burnley at the weekend, he can pick up some more minutes. And then he'll be fully fit for Mexico is the hope. We need players like Christian Pulisic against Mexico. Don't get me wrong. I know we won the Gold Cup with a MLS-heavy squad. Uh, but it's different atmosphere in the World Cup. And even though it's at home, I think... Uh, it's not likely that we're going to be beating Mexico without our best players. So we're going to need Christian Pulisic, Um And I'm really happy that even though he, he missed a lot, you know, when Christian Pulisic gets hurt, he, he tends to be out for a little bit. But uh, he returned to training. He returned to Chelsea's squad today. At least that's what we're being told, which means he should be on the November roster. Um, coming up this week, it'll be announced. Another winger who everybody's really excited about, who, you know, did well in Pulisic's absence, actually, and did well even when Pulisic was with the U.S. Men's National Team is Brendan Aronson. He continues to play well in Austria. He picked up an assist this weekend, and it's just, I'm so impressed with Aronson, and I'm happy that, you know, all the U.S. Men's National Teams are really starting to appreciate him. Uh, Because he's one of those guys in MLS who who people kind of felt either way about. Um, You know, some people thought he was going to go on to do pretty much what he's doing. Uh, Maybe not actually as, you know, at high level as he's doing it now. Uh, But he's playing at a really high level, and I think he's only going to continue to get better. His decision making since moving to Austria has been so impressive, and he's brought that into the U.S. men's national team. That's why he's picking up assists. Uh, it also helps that he's playing with better players, right? I, I think that's a big thing for a lot of the young kids in MLS. They can only shine so much, um, you know, when their teammates are at a lower level than they're going to be playing with in Europe. I think that was the case for Aronson. I think that's going to be the case for a few players. Um, I, I don't know what Caden's Clark, his immediate future looks like at Leipzig, but I think you could see something similar to that. Um, so yeah, like I say, Brendan Aronson continues to impress. I'm really happy with that, and I think heading into the the game against Mexico, we have uh, a pretty good selection of wingers. Right, Gio Reyna is still unavailable, but Way is healthy. Brendan is still playing well. Christian Pulisic is returning, so really excited about that. Uh, the situation at you know out wide is not as as poor as it could have been heading into this this important camp. And speaking of players who fans were not as excited about or excuse me had mixed reviews on um heading into their european stint jean Luca busio started with tanner Tessman in midfield for venezia it's the first time a syria club has ever um, put out two americans in the same lineup uh, i heard so we'll start with busio busio is continuing to be if not venezia's best players one of the best players on the field typically when he plays which is really exciting. Um, like I say, he was somebody who people had mixed reviews about. I think it was more so down to people not really knowing his best position uh, and Busio maybe not even knowing his best position, right? But um, since he's gotten to Venezia, he's, he had a shaky start, and by start I mean a game or two, and since then he, he really has been one of Venezia's better players. So really good to see that um, that wasn't just like a – um, you know, early on him finding a little bit of good form. It's something that he's extended all the way into to this you know into November, so that's exciting to see um I like that he's sort of made um the midfield his right he he seems to be the player in the midfield with the most touches on the ball uh which is exciting to see because that's an important trait to have i mean he's in Italy right It's not just a young kid in m l s who's looking for touches and looking to impress and hoping scouts see some good things. It's a kid in Syria who is having an influence on Syria games almost every single weekend so it was good to see him you know, it's good to see him do that and it's good to see Tanner Tessman with him this time around uh, I heard some mixed reviews on it I didn't see the game I wasn't able to catch um, a, a player compilation either um, some people said he did really well some people said he did not do very well but mostly what I saw is that he struggled earlier in the game and he sort of grew into it. Uh, it's important to remember in situations like this that people said the same thing about Bucio in his first couple of games, like I just mentioned. It's you don't want to overreact. Um, I, I mean, he jumped from FC Dallas to to Syria and hasn't been playing a great deal, so uh, you don't want to overreact in these situations, and you know, rule out Tesman. Don't get me wrong, I I don't think he's near uh, Jean-Luc Busio, but I think you know, getting minutes at Venezia is impressive in itself. Um, relative to some of our other our other sixes and eights in the player pool. Um, so I would say don't rule them out. Let's hope Venezia can get them some more minutes. Always cool to see a couple Americans playing for the same club, especially starting for the same club in Syria. So that was an exciting bit of news this week. Uh, I don't know if everybody else is going to share my excitement in it, but two Americans starting for a Syria A club is a pretty big deal, and it shows how far the U.S. men's national team has come. Speaking of players recently in MLS, it's been announced that The U.S. Men's National Team will have a December camp, uh, so that'll be in between the two um, World Cup qualifying camps, and I assume it's going to be MLS heavy, which is fun. Uh, So far, we've only seen the one game announced. It's going to be against Bosnia, um, and I think it's a good opportunity to see a lot of the kids that people want to see on the field for the U.S. Men's National Team, um, but they just don't fit into a World Cup qualifying squad, right? A lot of people have been calling for a Cade Cowell. A lot of people have been calling for a Caden Clark. I don't think either of those are ready for a, you know, any chance at at a World Cup qualifier right now. Um, Even though Cade Cowell scored another beautiful goal um, this past weekend. Either way, I don't think either of those players are ready for a World Cup qualifier, of course. And I don't even know if Greg's going to call him into an MLS heavy camp. I assume at least one of the two will make that jump into the u.s. men's national team i think it's just a fun game it reminds me of the game we had against costa rica a couple years ago when Uliana scored the penalty it's just a really good chance to showcase the young talent that we have that isn't quite u.s. men's national team ready it's good for the fans to get to see the players that they want to see put on the u.s. men's national team shirt at some point in the future and it's good for greg to get to know these players right some of these players i mean um caden clark is already headed to leipzig so you know I mean they're going to be in Europe I assume Kate Cowell will make the jump to Europe at some point in the near future and there's others as well right we've got Jesus Ferreira uh, and we've got a few other really young and exciting players in MLS that I think um, Greg's going to want to get to know obviously he knows Ferreira a bit he knows players like Bello a bit but there's just a lot of exciting young players in MLS and I think Uh, there's reason to be excited for these December camps, right? I know it's in the middle of World Cup qualifiers and don't get me wrong. It is a friendly and it is mostly meaningless, uh, in terms of the result. And yet it's still something I'm looking forward to. Even with the Mexico game coming up in about a week, I'm looking forward to a December camp that's going to be heavily MLS based. And I think that really does just speak to the player pool that the U S men's national team is sort of growing into. Like I've said previously, and it goes without saying, this is the best player pool any manager has ever had for the U.S. Men's National Team. And I think Greg does a really good job of actually getting to know a lot of the players in terms of seeing them play. Um, he called in Cade Cowell to that uh, one of the World Cup qualifying camps for the training. And, and I think it's just a good experience for the players. I think it's good for them to know Greg. I think it's good for Greg to see them play and know what to expect of them in the future if he does call them in to a world cup qualifying camp or something important like that. So I think overall this camp is just having the camp in itself. is a positive for the U S men's national team. Uh, And I hope a lot of people do share my excitement in the fact that uh, yes, it's a friendly, yes, it's against, you know, Bosnia. um, And yet it's still something to be looking forward to, even after this exciting window that we have coming up for world cup qualifiers. Speaking of players who have had very eventful years, uh, in this case, both negative and positive, uh, mostly on the field positives, Weston McKenney, you know, heading into this podcast, of course, there's still two games left. The Juventus have a midweek Champions League game, and then a game at the weekend before they release Weston McKenney to the U.S. men's national team. Um, But as far as this podcast goes, the last two games that we've seen from him. Hellas Verona and Sassuolo. Weston McKenney has scored in both games. Uh, and it's good to see because when he went to Juventus last season, goals was something he actually added to his game. I think, uh, I've previously said this, I don't think Juventus are getting the best out of him the way they play him. Uh, I, I think Schalke got more out of him. I think he might have just been a better fit in Germany than Italy, truthfully. Uh, and I think he would be a better fit in a lot of countries than Italy. But he has added goals. Um, so give credit where it's due. Uh, and unfortunately, both were 2-1 losses um, for Juventus. One against Sassuolo, like I said. And then he came off the bench this past week against Hellas Verona. Um, Allegri told him, you're a Mazella, You have to go out there and score. And in 33 minutes, he went out there and scored. Um, but unfortunately, like I say, it wasn't enough for Juventus. But it's good to see Weston McKenney get into some good form. I think earlier in the season was probably... And it was a smaller sample size for sure, which is, uh, it's a positive. Um, But I think earlier in this season, just a few weeks ago, he was probably at his, he was probably in the worst form I've seen him in, in in some time. Um, So it's good to see him scoring and having an influence on the game in other ways, right? I think he's getting on the ball more, uh, which is important because like I say, when he was at Schalke, when he was in Germany, he was getting on the ball a lot more. He was having a lot more impact both in and out of possession. So, like I say, I I don't think Juventus is getting the most out of him, Um, but what he's doing is he's finding a way to impact the game in other ways in which he wasn't doing so in Germany, so uh, that's another thing that can happen when these players go to new countries is they add to their game, Um, and in some cases maybe they lose a little bit, but... um, When these players go and they're moving across clubs in Europe, they're often diversifying their skill set because that's what you have to do in different countries. You can't play the same way you can play in Germany that you can play in Italy and vice versa. And that goes the same for many other countries. Uh, And I think when a player like Weston McKinney does go to a new team, um, I don't mean in the future. I mean when he moves from Germany to Italy, he is going to be diversifying his skill set like he did. And it's good to see that the goals have stuck a part of his game. Um, at least in recent weeks like I said wasn't the greatest start to the season but he's bringing in good form to the the camp I said a few other players are we're getting Christian Pulisic back for Mexico uh, a lot of positives heading into this November camp and if we can pull off three points against Mexico uh, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited and I think this whole World Cup qualifying process Uh, will be a success if we can pick up three points against Mexico and carry on the point totals that we're picking up in other windows into the future. So much reason to be excited. We've got players in good form. We've got Christian Pulisic coming back. Um, And it's just a good time to be a U.S. men's national team fan. So I'll leave you all with that. Um, Next time we talk, we will know the roster. Uh, We'll do a little preview episode for the two games. And then... You'll hear from me as soon as that second uh, qualifier ends. And then back to our regularly scheduled programming where it'll be Tuesday mornings only. Like I say, again, sorry no episode last week, but I don't expect that to be a running theme. Thanks again.